Curriculum Associates presents Extraordinary Educators with hosts Sari Labaris and Danielle Sullivan. Get ready to hear tips, best practices, and success stories to improve your teaching, leadership, and drive student learning. We're here for you. Hello, and welcome to the Extraordinary Educator Podcast. I'm Danielle. And I'm Sari, and this week we are joined by extraordinary educator Megan, who is back on the podcast for her second time. And we are so excited to talk to her about some best practices for just really getting to know, know and celebrate your students. And build lasting relationships and stay connected with them throughout the year. And this little hint for y'all listeners, she is keeping the U.S. Postal Service in business. <laughs> yes. Yes. So many fun, like heartwarming things that she does that are so meaningful, not only because she's teaching her students skills that they might not otherwise learn through normal curriculum, but really that that truly showed that she cares about them as a person. Um, And so we are very excited for you to hear our chat with her. So here she is. All right. Welcome back to the podcast, Megan. We are so happy to see you again. We would love for you to start off by introducing yourself to our listeners, please. Thank you so much for having me back. My name is Megan Geis. I am a second grade teacher at Danville Primary School um, in Pennsylvania. This is my 22nd year of teaching. Welcome back to the podcast. And it's so great to have met you this summer. (laughs) Yes, that was amazing. It was the highlight of my whole year, actually. Oh, well, speaking of that, how is your year going? So how, how are things? So things are actually going very well. We're only on our 11th day of school. We have never started so late before, but one of our schools was under construction, under construction this summer. So we started school after Labor Day, which is extremely unusual for us. So I feel like I'm behind the ball on things. But so. Well, in thinking of your vast array of experiences as an educator, especially the beginning of, you know, the school year after a crazy couple of school years, how are you connecting and and really building relationships with students and then helping them to stay motivated being back in buildings? So um, building relationships has always been my top priority. Um, you know, I still have relationships. Like I said, I've been teaching for 22 years. You know, once they're in my classroom, I am like your teacher forever. Uh, I am still getting letters, emails, Facebook messages from students that I've had that are in college um, and who have even graduated college. And they have, I have students that are having babies and that's what keeps me going. Um, you know, when st- I, when I have former students that are going through some challenges in their life, it just touches me. It's just unbelievable how people reach out to you. Like they really, um, they remember how I made them feel when they walk through my classroom door. Um, and that's, that is what keeps me going. So definitely it's been harder to build relationships since the pandemic. But, you know, I start from the beginning of the school year by mailing letters home to each of those kiddos. And I've had several kids over the past couple of years that silly little postcard that I send, I always handwrite everything on there. 
um, that they will keep them in their backpacks and they'll come into school and say, you sent this to me. And like, I don't think it means that much, much to them, but it, it truly does. It, it makes a big difference. Um, I spend a lot of time um, just having conversations with my kids and just getting to know them on a personal level. Um, you know, I used, when the kids used to come into my classroom, I used to make them do worksheets. Well, you know, now that I'm learning, I realize, you know, things have changed. I love having my kiddos come into my classroom and spend time on morning bins. And they not only get to develop a relationship with me, but also with their classmates. And that's where a lot of the talking happens. So, and then, um, then they are ready to start their day. So that's how we start our morning. What is a morning bin? So morning bins are hands-on activities. That is a wonderful question. Um, and you can rotate them. So, and that's actually what I do so that the kiddos don't get bored. Um, Play-Doh is a hot or a very popular morning bin in second grade. Um, I also have different blocks. I've got like foam blocks. Um, kids even love to do things with popsicle sticks, like things that really don't cost a lot, but basically they're hands-on STEM activities. Go ahead, Danielle. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that, that is so cool. Megan, tell, tell us more about how that works. Like what is the routine or the system that you have? And then with that, how did you roll that out or teach them about what to do with the bins? Cause I'm assuming, um, it's, it's student led at this point. Um, how did Correct. you get in there? Yeah. So I didn't want everyone playing with the same bin. Like I have Legos in, in a bin too. So what I do is I, um, I have my kids set up into five different groups. And when they come in, they go to their group and I will put a specific morning bin at their table. And then that is what they play with that day. So if there's Play-Doh on their table, they will play with that. And the bins are so cool to them that they, you know, don't say, well, why am I not at the Play-Doh table? And then every day I rotate those bins. And then monthly, I change what is in the bin. So I try and do more seasonal things too. I love I that. I love I'm that sure your students love it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It, it also helps with behaviors too. Um, if, you know, if they're not given um, activities, like handed activities to them, that's when you'll see the behaviors. But, um, you know, they just come in, they put their things away and they're, they, everyone loves those morning bins. And in fact, people have been um, seeing what my class is doing and I'm seeing other teachers use it too. Well, if you really think about it, when you come into a new space, even in the new morning, sometimes, I mean, you're a second grader, heck, an adult, right? You come in and you have a lot of energy or you just need a transition activity and you are helping them foster creativity and connection yes. with the hands-on collaboration that, that it's so important for, for students to just start their day that way. So I can see yes. why this would be so successful. Yes. So the kids just, they absolutely love it. They're smiling, they're talking, they are all engaged. Um, another huge one is brain flakes. I would say that is my 
most popular bin. And you can just do a search on Amazon for those, but just to see what those kids can make and it just really fosters creativity. So, so great. Thank you for sharing. Um, I'm sure folks will want to see pictures and learn more. So we will put links in the show notes for all of that. So thank you, Megan. Um, Switching gears a bit, just thinking about like building those relationships with students and also doing that through like academic celebrations. I know you do a lot in your classroom to celebrate Mm -hmm. student success. So I would just love to hear more about what you're celebrating and how you're celebrating them throughout the year. So I make a huge deal about celebrations and I found over the years, I love making phone calls home to parents um, right during the school day and the entire class watches. If I see something positive, I, I don't do it every day. I make it a point to do it once or twice a week. And I try to make sure I do it at, so every child gets at least one or two phone calls home every year. Um, but we will call the parents at work. The parents love it. We make a huge deal about it. So that's something simple that I do. I also send little postcards home. Um, and I think the front of it says something like, your child is amazing. This isn't junk mail. This is positive mail. Um, just And just one or two quick sentences just to let the parents know how special their kiddo is. Just the handwritten notes home. I mean, if you really think about it, I get excited to get something in the mail when it's not spam or who I don't even Bed Bath and Beyond coupons, right? Exactly. I mean, so it's so nice that you're also just just from the beginning of the year letter to to excitement and and really positive news home. Like that is so powerful. I mean, it takes, I know stamps are a hundred dollars now, but this (laughs) taking the extra step to really do that is, is remarkable. I think we might be ready for some more advice with an ask an extraordinary educator question. Let's keep this advice from Megan going. What do you think? Here we go. Ready. (laughs) All right. Hello, extraordinary educators podcast. So excited to write in a question. Ooh. All right. How do I continue getting to know my students once the beginning of the school year ends? In other words, how do I continue to learn about them and get to know them once time for icebreakers and the get to know you stuff is over? Sincerely, a teacher who cares about relationships. I love that question. And so I used to teach kindergarten too for 10 years. And I've always had a mailbox in my classroom. Um, where, and it's right in front of my desk. Like, I believe I got it from Lakeshore. It is a giant, it it actually looks like a real mailbox, but I've also seen smaller ones too. But my kiddos, I encourage them to, well, we write letters to each other using that mailbox, but they also write letters to me all the time. And they can tell me things that are bothering them, um, just exciting things that have happened. I also um, do this several times um, throughout the year. I wish my teacher knew. And then I have them write down things that they wish that I knew. And I always tell them, you know, I'm not going to share this with anyone. This is just for me so that I can get to know you better on a personal level and that they can trust me. I was writing all of those down myself. Those are excellent, (laughs) excellent things that I actually haven't heard. um, I haven't heard other educators. So just thank you so much for sharing that. 
That's really valuable. I mean, you can tell that your students may be chatty, but they are going (laughs) to love you if they haven't fallen in love with you already. (laughs) Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much, Megan, for sharing all of that, for answering the question and sharing all of your expertise and best practices. We appreciate you and loved having you here. Thank you so much for having me. Our pleasure. And so that is it for today's episode of the Extraordinary Educators podcast. You can leave us a review where you listen to podcasts as it really helps us reach more educators. Follow us on Twitter at Curriculum Soch and on Instagram at MyIReady. If you have feedback about the podcast, a topic of interest, want to be a guest, or have a question you want to submit for Ask an Extraordinary Educator, you can email extraordinaryeducators at cainc.com. This is about you. We are here for you. And until next time, be you, be true, be extraordinary. The Extraordinary Educators podcast is produced by Curriculum Associates. Editing by Danielle Sullivan. Social media by At City Hannon. Guest booking by Siri Liberis. Music by Mark Bernstein. This podcast is copyrighted material and intellectual property of Curriculum Associates. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Curriculum Associates and on Instagram at MyIReady and send your emails to extraordinaryeducators at cainc.com. 